There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, 5 o'clock on this Thursday afternoon, and we've got a couple special guests in-house. One of them you know, Ellie, a producer here over at My Talk 1071, and her father, Kurt. We're going to be talking a little bit about a big award they got, right? We are, and, and Kurt just had to laugh because we all used to watch the Tour de France. Oh, we did. When Lance Armstrong was in it, and none of us watch it anymore. No, I mean, he was he the only was thing that made it fun. Such a liar, so go to Myers. <laughs> all right, so... Less than a year ago, Lori and I hosted a book launch for your book, Kurt and Ellie. The, yeah, it went pretty well. The Barons. And now a year, less than a year later, you guys are one of nine books to win the Minnesota Book Award. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are the... Novel and Short Story <laughs> Award. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, okay, so here's the deal, because... Does the Minnesota Book Awards, um, do they seek out books? How do you get nominated? What is the process for this? Um, well, the, the publisher we or the author can can nominate themselves, and they just fill out an online form and send in five books, and then you're nominated, essentially. Okay. And then, Well, not necessarily. That's the initial submission. Okay. Well, that means you're nominated. You're on a list. And then, and then they pass it around to all these people, and then in January, they announced the, the four finalists in each of the categories. And luck, lucky us, one of the finalists was disqualified. Oh, because it, tur- it, it turned <laughs> out us. turned out that the writer lived in New York City. So are you kidding? <laughs> no. Did you know the book? Uh, I'm not familiar with it. No, I, I hadn't heard of it. But. Okay, so that is so. Was that the only other person in your category, or there were no, three no. more than yeah. it was you against three other books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was two other books, and Brad Zeller and Till the uh, Wheels Fall Off. Oh, and, that was a good book. It was book. a fabulous yes. book. I really like like yes. it. And Antonia Angris, uh, uh, Sirens, Sirens and Muses, yeah. and it's kind of some young hip people in New York City oh. that are painters, and they're all in each other's beds and it's kind of a fun book it's really a fun book to read oh cool i mean both of those you guys but we won i know you did so (laughs) so when they give out the awards is it like the people's choice award where you know you're winning no so you go there the finalists all go to where was it held uh the uh, ordway Ordway, at the ordway all right so all the finalists go there so you have no idea if you're gonna win no no Uh uh-uh so, and he really did not think he was going to. He was dad. No. he was dead shot. Yeah. I mean, this is a the first book that that we've published together. And mm-hmm. together yeah, I mean, and even you know. singly it's a first book. Because that other book that I had was it Leaving was self published. All right. And it's All a right. great book. It was. It but was. Uh, this was the first 
traditionally published book. Okay. And uh, yeah, we didn't think we were going to um, win. Of course, I'm not sure if anybody ever does, but I had some notes. So I had a few in case notes. you had a speech, who to thank? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Did you I, thank I, Stephanie? Uh, no, no. <laughs> we actually didn't Stop. thank anybody. I thank my daughter okay. um, for giving me the inspiration for the book and giving me all the material for the book because this book is a lot about her stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of turned it over to Ellie, and she was supposed to thank everybody, but she forgot. Ellie, did you not thank your mom? He wrote down a list and was like, hey, you're the one who's supposed to remember all these names, and then he didn't even bring out the list. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I said thank you for everyone who's making this book a possibility, which is like what oh. people say when their minds go blank. So you got so in the order of like winning, like where where what was the order that they first? We're the we first, first category. Okay, yeah. so the stress was off right then and there. Well, it or was, it was on it came because you're really the first. Fast, <laughs> and it was very stressful for a while until our names were called, and it was it was it was uh, heart attack stressful. <laughs> uh, but we made it up there without crying. Well, and then you have to sit quietly for an hour while everyone else has this big moment, and you're just sitting there going, oh, I... Do you have I, to sit on the stage? Or no, 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 no. Or do you go no. back to your seat? Yeah, we get okay. to go back to our seats, but it's just like, you want to you wanna celebrate, you want right? to go run around and go take a <laughs> shot, and instead you're just sitting there like... For the next hour oh, and okay. a half, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really being the first... All right, so, so when you win, we've never, you know, been, like, right there and be surprised to win a word. Is it just, does your mind really go blank when you went up on stage? Yeah, sh- uh, I, I didn't hear. I, apparently, all the people in my writer's group, and a shout out to them because they've At been the really loft, helpful. At the loft, right? At the or, loft, yes. yeah. And, and they all showed uh, up. Oh, and they all showed Kurt. up, and they were screaming and yelling. I didn't hear a thing. And there was a band that apparently was playing a song that had something to do that was relevant to the Barons. <laughs> they chose specific songs to play. Like Deliverance or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little banjo music. I like it. Oh, I probably would have preferred that. <laughs> but we that would have stuck that. out to me. <laughs> okay, what did they choose? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, you guys are so funny. <laughs> That's so cute. I, I, think, I think your agent posted a video in which you can hear it. Uh, but we'll have to go back because I have no idea. Okay, so what is the... All right, so we're talking with um, Kurt and Ellie Johnson, and this is Stephanie's husband and daughter, and um, The Barons is the book, which is phenomenal. And, you know, I think you should... Let's revisit it again to get some sales. Mm -hmm. Tell us the summary of the book. Uh, Well, it's about two women that go into the wilderness in northern Canada called the Barren Lands, and about a, uh, a few days in, one dies. And that's not really a spoiler because it's on the it's, it's like cover the of the second page. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the other girl has to paddle out with her decomposing body. Um, and then. <laughs> I and was then, telling them not to say decomposing. <laughs> but that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You, I mean, the details. And posthumously. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, she she brings it back. She brings the body, canoes the body back to a place called Baker's Lake, where that woman's parents are waiting. And then so it's the confrontation with the parents and that whole reconciliation. And it's a real ter- tearjerker. So and you'll page, love it. And I might, I mean, it's a page turner. It's a thriller. It's an adventure story at yeah. its core. It's a shorter story. It's about like the journey of the river and white water, and it's it's a camping story through and through. And so, Ellie, you are a lifelong wiggy wagon camper and oh, counselor. Yeah. Um, when you did, you have to like lay out for your dad the strokes of the pad. I mean, are you a good paddler? I knew enough about paddling, okay, and so uh-huh. I could explain the strokes in the okay, book. Yeah, 
But then she had to explain every step of the river. You know, right. I had a map, but like, what's a grassy lake? Is there grass? Do they mow it? Right. Um, you know, what does a muskox look? I can see a picture, but she's up close to a muskox or a grizzly bear. She saw a grizzly bear. So what did it feel like? What was it like? And so I really relied on Ellie. And then, of course, Ellie's, well, not of course, but Ellie's gay. <laughs> And, and then, to to and, anyone who's been listening for the past month, it's yeah, pretty clear. Okay. Yes, Kelly <laughs> also is a producer at my talk. You've probably heard her. And then, so, you know, this is a story of two two uh, gay women. It's mm-hmm. a coming out story for one and a coming of age story for the other. And I had to rely on Ellie for all those stories mm-hmm. of her growing up, coming out gay, some of those first relationships. And as a parent, you really don't want to talk to your kids about their sexual life mm-hmm. in high school. <laughs> And you wrote uh, about some sex things. Uh, yes, uh-huh. so we, we got it those. broke down that barrier. There's a lot of beer at uh, Old Liquor Lyles. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Liquor no Lyles. No kidding. Uh. What about you guys' relationships? So you guys, you know, have been promoting this for a year. You win the big award. Right. What's changed father-daughter? Uh. I That's such a hard question to be retrospective on. I feel like really... Our relationship has always been rooted in sitting over a burger, sharing stories. Like when I was a kid, we'd go to the sauna and he would tell me stories about growing up. So oh, that... the sauna with your father. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've been in those. Oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah. that's always been like stories have been the core of that relationship. And then it's almost like I, I went on this adventure where I actually went to this incredible, incredible environment. And he was truly the only one who wanted to hear about it and wanted to like get to the nitty gritty of the camping day to day and, and what that space really looked like. And from there, it just kind of became breaking down like more and more like, well, if I'm trying to like create this like version of an authentic, like young woman, an authentic, like lesbian young woman, you have to get into the nitty gritty and you have to be open to hearing about those experiences. And I think, you know, invariably you get closer doing that. Yeah, and it's been a lot of fun because we we do these interviews together. We mm-hmm. go on a book tour together, um, and podcasts and all sorts of things. And it's and it's really fun. And 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 frankly, my daughter takes after her mother in that they're very good on the radio and good speaking. Mm-hmm. And I gotta fake it a little bit. Better. I've gotten better. You've gotten better, Kurt. I really. I, I don't have a page of notes in front of me. No, when I walk in. you're better than you think. You always don't give yourself okay. enough credit. The book is the Barons. I I will say, um, it is such a great story, and it is such a great book, and it's Minnesota book, Minnesota authors. And if you're looking for a wonderful read, it was thrilling. I mean, we were sad when we were done with it, Lori and I. I. We were, it's such, it's it, meant to be a quick read, but it, but in Kurt, how, you know, you had so many reversions and done and on, you had a long road kind of yeah. getting it published and everything. So congratulations. Yeah. Guys. Thank you this very is much. This a big darn deal. Thank you very much. And, um, now when you republish the book, will you put like a seal on it? Minnesota. Um, oh, talking, if they give us another yeah, print. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking to my publisher now about, about the paperback version yeah. and getting them to do that and. Put the stamp on there. It's a big darn deal when you buy them. Uh, but it, it's in the meantime, I got to sell some hard copies. There you go. Where can people buy the book? Um, at your local bookstores. If it's not in stock, which hopefully it is, um, they'll order it for you. Of course, you can go to your online sources and order there. But we encourage people to shop at your local. At the independent Absolutely. local bookstores. Red Balloon sponsored the uh, awards themselves. So oh, check out they? Red Balloon Books. On yeah. Grand Avenue, it's great. And mm-hmm. it's, the book is The Barons, Curtin Ellie Johnson. And... and just Ellie, I am 
always in awe that you went on that two-month canoe trip. Oh, yeah. Every time I, I mean, get into the nitty-gritty of the stories, people are still shocked. <laughs> I, I am. And, and then just how real you feel like you're in this moment. And I feel like you could do that. You could, if this happened to you, you would... You would know how to take well, the body out. I don't want to figure it no, out, I know frankly. It, but I know you would know how to do it. <laughs> Probably. You, I know you would. But Julia, you were tough, too. Weren't you like was, a five-foot-two young girl I, carrying a 80-pound aluminum canoe? Oh, they were so heavy. I went to Wiggy mm-hmm. Wagon two years in a row. And I just thought it was the coolest Well, so you, you did have a wood canvas canoe on your shoulders at some point. At some point. And those things are massive. They're so heavy. I just remember Bridge. <laughs> Bridge, bridge. That's where someone comes in front of you, Grant, right. and holds the canoe up so you can rest your shoulders. That's how you scream for help. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. basically, oh, yeah. basically. Well, we just are delighted for both of you. Thank you Thanks. for coming in. People go buy the book. It's great. We're going to come back. We've got the Dirt Alert with Grant. Hey, gang, it's Julia here for Furniture Manor, and... Um, been a long, long, long-time shopper and really am just passionate about their furniture store and i know you will be too if you've not been yet um they're open monday through saturday 10 to 5 they're two miles north of 694 on county road 81 in osseo it's a different type of feeling when you go in their furniture store everything is set up really in beautiful vignettes they have good better and best pricing they have designers everyone who works there has a design background and they're willing to spend time with you to make sure that you're getting what fits your needs fits your space it's your price range, and um, you will be going back and going back and going back. But if you're looking for just even some some summer summer editing, you want to go get some uh, large botanicals or oversized artwork, or you need a new entryway table and mirror, they've got it all. That's Furniture Manor. When you stop by, tell them the girl sent you. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, what do you have for me, Grant? Yeah, let's start out with a little casting news right now. It's being rumored. I don't know. Did you ever watch the old... Well, first of all, it's based off a video game, but Mortal Kombat... I think my kids had the game. I'm sure they did. I, knowing your boys, I guarantee you they did. Very popular <laughs> um, game in the back in the day. And they came out with a movie in the 90s called Mortal Kombat. And I think they even redid that movie more recently, which I never watched. But the, the 90s is kind of, it's a cult classic. Okay. But they're coming out with now Mortal Kombat 2 and set to star as Johnny Cage, who, if you know the game, is one of the main, the game is basically a fighting game. You just okay. fight against each other with different characters. Like with fists? Like yeah, boxing? Fisting, pu- like fighting. boxing? Okay. So the original movie was like uh you know a a single elimination tournament to the death right that was mm-hmm. kind of what the first movie was about now i don't know where they're going to go with this one but Carl Urban, do you know who Carl Urban is by chance? I'm looking at a picture of him. He's from The Boys, which is on Amazon oh, Prime. Yeah, and he, people like he's that. got he's he's Australian or from New Zealand. He's got a very, very foul mouth in the boys, and it's actually really entertaining. But he also I'm Bradley Trainer. And I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So was in Star Trek. He played a lot of roles. I think he was the doctor in yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he is now in talks to play Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 2 at New Line and I'm all for it. He is fantastic and when you if you know anything about 
uh, Johnny Cage, he would fit perfectly. But it says Keith Urban is going to play. I see Carl Urban. Oh, for gosh sakes. Carl Cage. Okay, I don't have... Carl. (laughs) I read that wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought it said Keith Urban. That's why I told you to tell me because I'm like, why would he pick this as his as his acting debut? Oh my gosh, God. I, I when you said Keith, I'm like, well, this is Carl, but I'm gonna go with. Oh, it. that the weirdest thing happened in the bathroom. I was trying to put on some eyeliner, and my contact on my I do the monovision fell out in my hand, and I didn't have any saline, and so I just put some water on it, threw oh, no. it back in my eye. Oh, that's a. Who knows if I can see anything? Okay, that's his. <laughs> Carl Urban, not Keith, but hey, just as sexy in my eyes. I'm not going to lie. All right, fine. All right, so let's go down the road of Sherry Shepard today. She just oh. announced that she is axing what is left from the Wendy Williams side of things on her show. There are a few producers that were a part of her first season of the sure. Sherry Shepard show. Okay. And now this first season is just wrapping up. And so just in her words that she just wants to have some fresh energy with her new show. Okay. So she's parting ways, unfortunately, with the producers that were a part of Wendy Williams show previous to her being taking okay. it over to Sherry Shepard. So, so there must, there's a reason there. Yes. You know, and, 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 and I kind of agree with her in the fact that, Hey, this is her show. Well, it, it, it would have, if they, if, it would have um, it probably eased her transition, mm-hmm. having some um, continuity from the old people. And if they would have maybe, there's a reason they got fired. Because yeah. she probably wanted to keep them because it'd be easier because yes. they know how to do it. But if but they I think weren't working out how she wanted them to do it. Exactly. And I think mm-hmm. that could be it. And, and, and it's now her show, so she has the right to bring she in the does. people to surround herself yeah. with who she wants to surround herself with. Let's go I right. think she had a successful year. She Based on the numbers, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so too. People and like she's likable. Very, yeah. very likable. Um, now, an unlikable situation, because we've got a few minutes here. Let's just take a second. So this has come out on Variety. Now, we've learned a lot about the, the Writers Guild Association, their strike that went at noon a couple days ago yes. took place. And um, This one may last longer than we expected based on how the studios are responding to what the Writers Guild is asking for. Okay. You know, they're they're saying it's a gig economy, the Writers Guild Association, and they're claiming that there's there needs to be a hiring quota, but the uh what basically the organization that represents all major Hollywood studios issued a four page document document and it's with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers and they are pushing back on the guild's claims that the studios are seeking to force writers into a gig economy. Now this is the AMP. They argue that writers enjoy fringe benefits and guaranteed employment terms that have almost nothing in common with standard gig jobs. So they're basically saying that they have this guaranteed employment, not like if it's like, hey, you know, you're trying to find your next movie or your next show. Right. You know, if you're a writer, you're they're, they're claiming that you're always there's always something to write for. So you should always have a job. The other oh. big the other big thing they said that we don't agree and this is the AMPTP, which is the Alliance of Motion Picture and okay. Television Producers. We do not agree with applying a one-size-fits-all solution to shows that are unique and different in their approach to creative staffing. Some writers are the sole voice of the show, and others work only on a small team. Creating this divide between, mm-hmm. which they want a unified front, the Writers Guild. They yeah, want they equal money, equal pay. You know, so there are, I mean... These statements that I'm seeing and reading from this article, from this, and I only just brought out a few of them, right, are not good when it comes to a, re- a resolution for this sure, problem. Sure, right. So you know they're just basically giving them the bird, from what it sounds like. I mean, right here when you're when you're talking about, they're simply asking for a hiring quota, and they're saying, well, some of you are just 
you know, small writers and some of your bigger writers, and that's just the way it should be. That 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 that's not what they're trying for a unified yeah, front they here. Are. You know, oh, so not okay. not exciting news on that note. But, no. Uh, I also wanted to bring to your attention. Yes. Uh, the this one kind of bothers me, even though I'm a big fan of what this movie could be. But the the production designer of the Flash came out and said something I think pretty idiotic. Okay. And it's in reference to Ezra Miller and his history recently with uh, you know getting in a lot of trouble. Yes. And he basically said that in reference to the movie, people will quote will quote forget that any of that stuff happened. Kind of just pushing aside. All of the bad things that he has done recently and saying like, hey, this movie is going to be so good. You shouldn't even think about that now. Well, OK, so I'm just going to extrapolate on that. Yeah, a would little you? Bit. yeah. OK, so they're not having him do any of the promotions. Flash is coming out. What next weekend or something uh, in a couple weeks, a couple weeks. And yes, he can say that it's so good. But at the end of the day, I, I think. People are going to think differently of Jonathan Majors. I think this is the that this so, is the bar being set right now. Right. So people are thinking differently about him. And Ezra did just as many heinous things that we may not or may not know because Jonathan Majors is you know, still under is still under review. Yeah. So you know it's hard to say that it, you, it, it taints people. It really does. You can't push aside the negative things that happened to him. If it were me, I would be. In charge of this movie, and that production designer would Is be it possible to not gone. have him in any future movies after this one and just have someone else cast? It all depends on how much money this one makes, yeah. unfortunately, and I think it's going to make a lot of money. Right. We'll see where Jonathan Majors goes, because like you said, there's a lot to be had with that one still, but mm-hmm. not a fan of what that production designer said. He needs to not be pushing aside that. So. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that music makes us think of authentic Mexican food and margaritas at El Burrito Mercado in West St. Paul. And tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo, and they have so many specials going on at El Burrito. Um, $5 margaritas all day, $4 Coronas. They've got the restaurants open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, they have the El Carretillo food trailer open from 3 to 8. Another food truck that's parked on Cesar Chavez Street. And then they've got a DJ from 4 to 8 and um, just some really fun contests going on. And then Saturday, they've got both bars open inside and the patio drink specials all day long. And they're open till 8 at night. And the food trailer is open outside from 12 to 7. And they've got a DJ. So a lot of fun at El Burrito Mercado this weekend. Remember, they serve breakfast starting at 8 a.m., seven days a week. Start your day and your day, but go spend uh, Cinco de Mayo at El Burrito Mercado. How's it going? I accidentally pushed pause. I'm like, oops, what's happening there? Nah, I accidentally pushed pause. Oh. I got a little trigger happy there. How's it going? All right, so hopefully everyone is on their way to enjoy a lovely evening in the Twin Cities. Um, okay, so are you up to speed on Ted Lasso this year, Grant? I have just started. Uh, I'm about two in. Okay. Because I had to get, I had to rewatch the last season. It was just such a blur, so I had to rewatch okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I am, we're caught up. Okay. Okay. And this feeling, this season is a little different. The episodes are longer. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And fine. I don't care. And it's just some, I feel like there's hitting and missing okay. happening. All right. But in real life, you know, Ted Lasso is a fish out of water football coach from Kansas or nebraska or something that goes over and takes kansas um it is kansas yep. takes over um 
being the coach of a football team in the UK, and they're a team that's pretty much terrible. Mm-hmm. And the wife of the former owner, um, who's now divorced from the former owner, hires Ted Lasso because she wants the team to lose to spite her husband, who loves soccer football. So anyway, Love that story, by the way. I, it's just, a great just story. To spite him. It, it was. It's one hundred percent just to spite him. I love it. So, um, in real life. About two years ago, I think it was 2020, so it would have been three years ago, Ryan um, Reynolds mm-hmm. and Rob McInerney, mm-hmm. McInerney, whatever, something like that. He's from Always Sunny in Philadelphia by a team Rex in Wrexham, mm-hmm. Wales, and they're called Wrexham something. And they're a football soccer team. And really, it's kind of, they have, in the two years... There's a um, first there's a docu series about them buying the team and their experiences going to Wales and what they've done for the town of Wrexham. Mm -hmm. And um, in foot in we're just going to call it soccer, soccer in Europe, you play at different levels. And based on how many games you win or lose, you could go down a different level like to triple A or A kind of if you're giving it the baseball analogy. Mm -hmm. So Ryan Reynolds team has just gone and they won and they get to move up a league mm-hmm. which is a big deal so yes. they had this huge i'm not going to call it ticker tape because there was no ticker tape <laughs> but this huge double be- breast double breast double bus parade through the town of Wrexham. Mm-hmm. and i do think prince charles and camilla were there as part of it or they met with ryan ahead of time because it's such a big darn deal and they're mm-hmm. saying that this team the energy the new ownership has the opportunity to make it to the Premier League and maybe win the whole thing within the next five years. So it's this really, really fun, fun story. And have you watched Welcome to Rexham? No, that's on FX, and I was just looking it up. I've got to check it out. No. Oh, it's good. I think I even watched it on Hulu. It went somewhere else afterwards. Yeah, because FX and Hulu are the same company. Yeah. So F- anything that goes on to FX goes over to Hulu, like the, the Dear Mama documentary with Tupac. Right. That is technically, it's FX, but it's also been Hulu and FX's number one Non television type show like documentary, but yes, right. so they're co- they're 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 the same company. Okay, so then, well, that's all happening. I mean, it's really a fun story. And that documentary with Ryan got he's just so he's so perfect. Oh, he's lovable, the he's, most lovable man in Hollywood. He's so in perfect, and everything is happy, and everything he touches turns to gold. Basically, it's true. His cellular line that he bought in Canada, he just sold for billions of dollars. But anyway, and booze too, and booze, everything he touches. So anyway, Natalie Portman. I just read this, is um, going to follow in his footsteps as she's taking charge of an L.A.-based women's soccer league in a new docuseries that she's going to be promoting. And we have the new women's soccer league. Um, their name is, you know it. I will find it in a second. But this this docu, this documentary is called Angel City, right? Yes. Uh, let me check it out real quick. Um, it's going to be coming out soon. So it's just... It's kind of a fun way that sports is marrying these celebrities on a, and really being in the nitty gritty with them. Yes, it's the Minnesota Aurora FC. I knew it was. I knew it started with an A. Minnesota yeah. Aurora FC. FC. There we go. So beautiful anyway, colors. I just thought that really beautiful. Oh. I just thought that if people want to watch something that's also kind of really feel good, Welcome to Rexham is a really fun show to watch, and it's just got a, a sweet ending. So, if you're looking for something new, I uh, I just found the trailer. Do you want to just hear a little quick bit of it? Sure. At all? This is kind of cool. It's Natalie, uh, Natalie Port- Portman. Natalie okay. Portman. It's her uh-huh. starting out talking about how unique this situation is. 
I never imagined that I'd be a co-owner, co-founder of a professional soccer team. Once you sort of open yourself up to new adventures, they can lead you to a place like this. Angel City Football Club in Los Angeles is backed by the largest female ownership group in professional sports. A lot of big names, slayers, actresses. Can they pull it off? In order to change systems, you have to start over and you have to rebuild it with something different. We wanted to give our players the safety and comfort that no matter what, we're betting on each other. A lot of our former U.S. women's soccer players talking. We are so committed to building a future for the next generation. Every day we must come in and lay a brick. It's really, really tough. So I think think that'll be fun to watch, you know, a women's league. Going through it, maybe they'll have the same success. Well, and I love it's all owned by women in yes. Hollywood and other. And it looked like you know there were some very familiar faces from the U.S. women's soccer team that are also involved in this. Right. This too. So it sounds. And like our women's Aurora team did very well last summer. Our women's soccer team. Yeah. They did very well. Okay, so I just I just thought if people are looking for new things, according to um, everybody, uh, Bridgerton is going to be the bomb. It's just supposed the new, uh, the new Bridget and Queen Charlotte. It oh, drops yeah. tonight or today on um, Netflix. And it's funny because we were trying to watch Netflix last night and it just kept blacking screening out, black screening uh. out. And I thought either too many people are on my account or <laughs> um, Queen Charlotte is dropped and everyone is going in to watch it because they literally released the times around the world when it would drop on Netflix. But it's tonight, people. And so if you want to get, you know, this is Shonda Rhimes. It's a prequel and spinoff to the hit Netflix series, which adapts Julia Quinn's Regency of romance novels with soapy progressive sensibility of the producer Shonda Rhimes. Did you, have you watched any of these, Grant? No, this is thing? just not my not my oh, alley. Oh, they're so good. I am not into anything, unfortunately, royals. But I got I got to get into it a little but bit. But this isn't royals. This I is know. just the period. It's, it's so yeah, delicious. The period is. And so if you're looking for something fun tonight, um, Queen Charlotte has dropped. Um, also, um, Bumpkiss. Oh. This is... The Pete Davidson show. And I was excited about this. And, mm. you know, Joe Pesci plays his grandfather mm-hmm. in this. And there's in the, in the, in the, uh, Edie Falco plays his mom. Yes. And then there's a lot of other stars that play themselves. But just before you go into what they're saying about it, it looked really funny because in like the opening scene, it's like, it's, it's, uh, Pete Davidson and Joe Pesci. They're sitting on a bench smoking a joint together, and then <laughs> Pete Davidson looks over at Joe Pesci and goes, I find that a lot of people don't like me. And then he's, Joe Pesci looks at him and goes, well, you're not really likable. So I mean, it started out like kind right? of how we, right. you know, it just seemed like it was going to be good. Well, and, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but according to Neil Justin, he just basically said, um, like on SNL, Pete Davidson never made a, a signature. He had nothing signature about him, but he would do a little, you know, at the news desk. Yeah. But he never had a signature skit that Character. made him, you know, he was never Mary, Mary Sister Robinson or whatever her name was, you yeah, know. Yeah. He, he doesn't have anything that stands out. He feels the same about this, that it's kind of like, um, it's bold, but it's not amusing. 
I can see that. Oh, his lines. Pete has become famous for a lot of... For dating famous women is all I'm going to say. I, you can say that, and I could. I agree with that. And his tattoos. His tattoos and his BDE energy, apparently. Right. But, um, you know, like you said, when he was on SNL, other than the news updates, he didn't... He wasn't a very, you know, great impersonator. He wasn't, no. he wasn't a great, you know, but he did have some good comedy. But, you know, it's he has found his way into this stardom that I can't figure out. And I'm guessing that's kind of what Neil Justin's talking about in this show is we're just getting it's he just doesn't have enough to bring to the table to make it stick for for an average audience, right? Right. right. And that's and Will I can you see try that. it? Will you try 100%, it? hundred percent because Joe right. Pesci's my guy All and right. yeah, <laughs> I am I am definitely gonna watch anything he touches. hundred <laughs> percent. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Um and we'll be right back. All right, everybody. Oh, we just love First Equity Mortgage. For all of your mortgage needs, if you're buying a home, you're selling a home, you're downsizing and trying to figure out what that looks like, um, they will help you answer every, every, every question and go to the nth degree to make sure that you get everything done on time, approved. And following that out, even all the realtors love, love, love First Equity. I remember when... Jeff was closing on his house. The title person said, oh, you worked with First Equity. Um, they'll close right away. We've got this. Everything's going to work out fine. And it's just everyone knows the quality of service that you get at First Equity. And it doesn't need, it, it's never been hard for me. I remember a friend was doing a mortgage with someone else. And I was refinancing with First Equity. She's talking about how much work it is. And I'm like, what? You need your driver's license and pay statement. What's up with you? You know, they make it so easy. They're local. They take care of you. First equity. Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody. Um, May the 4th be with you. That's right. Star Wars. And Carrie Fisher got her Hollywood um, Walk of Fame star today. And um, none of her mothers, of uh, Billy's, her all right, Carrie Fisher's siblings were there. That's right. They were not invited. And yesterday we talked about how um, Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, um, issued a statement because her um, aunt and uncles were speaking about, about their not being invited to the um, ceremony for the Hollywood Walk of Fame for their sister and how... Um, she, the, Billy, the daughter, was just felt so bad about how days after her mom died that her mom's brothers and sisters chose to process their grief publicly and capitalize on their mother's deaths by doing interviews, selling books for money um, with her when her, with her mom and her grandmother's death as a subject. She had found this out through the press. Mm-hmm. They never consulted me, considered how it would affect our relationship. Though I recognize they have a right to do whatever they choose, she says the actions were hurtful at the most difficult time in my life. Because if you remember, Carrie Fisher died on the 27th of December in 2016 mm-hmm. and the day after her mother died. Yes. Okay, so then now Todd Fisher, yeah. who has come out firing shots again. Big time. Back to his niece and basically says... That I never capitalized on either Carrie or my mother, Debbie Reynolds' death, and in no way meant to hurt Billy, and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, he says that um, he... Um, the, I have the biggest part here is when... She, yep, when he ta- was well aware. Yeah, he says that um, Billy's dad mm-hmm. was well aware um, months in advance that they he was releasing his book. Yes. And just basically says that I was not aware. The uncle says, I needed permission from Billy 
who came along 40 years later. Hold. So, um, it is interesting because I went back last night and I was trying to explain this whole story to Jeff, like follow the bouncing ball. Carrie Fisher marries Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher, it's Debbie Reynolds marries Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher leaves Debbie Reynolds when Carrie's one years old to go off with Elizabeth Taylor after her husband, Mike Todd, died and blah, blah, blah. What a treat. But, but it's the amazing family tree mm-hmm. of the Fishers. And um, you can watch Wish, Wishful Drinking. We went back and watched it last night, and we just really literally fast-forwarded to the um, family flow chart of her family tree. It is amazing how many siblings and that weren't related, that are related to Carrie in her wild upbringing. It is a crazy story. So many people were involved. Oh, I bet. It's it's kind of a fun. So if you watch Wishful Drinking on HBO, even if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you can fast forward to when she does the family tree. It's crazy how intertwined Elizabeth Taylor, Debbie Reynolds, um, the dad, um, Eddie Fisher, oh. and how many people he married, and she makes so much fun of them. It's really quite funny. <laughs> it's really quite funny. It was fun to see that again. I bet. And other bet. news, Drew Barrymore, we heard the MTV Awards, oh, uh, yes. movie awards were going to still come out, and Drew Barrymore was to host today. She canceled, but MTV says the, it, the show will still go on yeah. with or without a host. Um, well, with or without a host, huh? Basically. That's a, yeah, well, remember when we brought it up yesterday, they mm-hmm. even said, we have they have, yeah, they've yeah. got contingencies and plans, so they were probably expecting something like this to be happening. Right. So. And they've already pre-taped a ton of stuff with Drew Barrymore that will air the E-Red Carpet has been canceled, along with the talent interviews. That's all been canceled. But Drew Barrymore is trying to, is standing with fellow writers yeah. and thinks it's wrong to go on. And she Good says, though, she agreed to host the show in 2024. Oh, I like that. A little makeup. I thought that was kind of nice. That's Yeah, that's good on her on not just abandoning ship, but at the same time standing up for what she believes in, but then at similar and, and honoring a commitment, you know, maybe at a different date. But right. I like that, you know, not just... Hey, screw you! I'm out. Right. Like we made which a deal. Which would have been easy to do. Which would have been easy to do, but we made a deal, <laughs> and I understand that deal has to be completed. But I also have to stand in solidarity with these writers, and like we just mentioned in the dirt alert, it's not looking good for the writers, right? I mean, it will eventually work itself out, but it's not we looking hope. good for fans of TV because we, it, yeah, well, based on what the Hollywood studios came out to say, uh, that they are pretty much against a lot of the claims that these writers are making, and that's just, oh, I hope it doesn't go too long. I know. But we they, we got to stand, but I, I, I don't want to be selfish. And as I say that, I hope it doesn't go too long. I hope they get what they are des- what they are owed and deserve. But, uh, man, I'm going to miss my TV. I know. Yeah. Well, Grant, you're going to have to take out, up some, out some exercise things. Oh, that too. I could get outside you're a little bit. You're going to get outside a little bit at night. Yeah, we could go or I could step into Bridgerton like you just told you me to. I need to, I need to check that, that out. So. Yeah. Do something else. Well, I want to just thank you. We have our last set of tickets to give away to Roy Wood Jr. tomorrow. Next week, we've got a fun group of tickets to give away to. We're on a roll here mm-hmm. with the Ticket Giveaway Central. Um, if you're wanting to see some things, um, Love Again trailer we posted today. That's the movie with Priyanka Chopra and oh, yeah. Sam Hewen and Celine Dion, mm-hmm. which is coming out tomorrow. But if you want to look at the trailer, it looks sweet. It does. For sap like me, it looks good. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest rumor we heard today is that Harry Styles 
is pregnant with Emily Ratatowski. Oh, I would That's lo- a rumor. That's so a rumor, far. but I would but love it's a big to, one. I would love to see that baby. And there's oh. also this is coming out now on TMZ not too long ago. I know we don't like to mention the man, but it looks like Kanye might be making a run in 2024. Oh, please. <laughs> Get He's, a life. He he kicked out some old uh, an old campaign manager. Got some new guy. I don't oh, know. Please. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, oh, yeah. That man. That man is something. He's very much so. But um, yeah. So what do you got going on tonight? What are you gonna do? Pickleball. Oh, pickleball. Mm, what time? Beautiful. I'm not gonna tell you. You're not going late, are you? No. Good. No, it's not like tennis. All right. Good. Good. That's indoors in the winter. And we have to play so late. Everybody have a great night. Thank you, Grant. We'll be back tomorrow. We've got a big show for tomorrow, too. Happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. That's right. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.